Hey there, listeners. I am Joanne Lee Cornish, your truth bomb dropper in the world of weight loss, body composition, and mastering the art of rocking the body you've always deserved and dreamed of in midlife and beyond. Let's cut through the noise. Society tells us it's downhill from now on. We're told to embrace the middle age weight gain, embrace the muscle loss and poor health. If that's your vibe, then cool. But if you're ready to defy the narrative, then I am your gal. This podcast is a no-fluff podcast where we break down the essential truths of body composition, toss around some practical tips, and dissect the latest trends. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm here to show you what's not just possible, but downright probable for you. If you enjoy this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can team up and kick mediocrity to the curb. I offer one-on-one coaching, my ever-popular group coaching programs, and my corporate Educate to Elevate program. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. Enjoy. Weight regain. Sadly, regaining weight after diet is somewhat normalized and somewhat expected. It doesn't have to be like that, but it must be so frustrating to lose the weight, feel great about it. And then the weight comes back plus some extra. So we're going to go through some of the reasons that that happens. Um, But a little stats, a little little few statistics for you. There was a study done on uh, mice. Now, it wasn't mice, so bear that in mind. But they put these mice on a restricted diet and they had a goal weight for a mouse. I do not know what a goal weight, I don't know what that weight would be, but they had it. Anyway, so they put them on a restricted diet. It took these mice 10 days to reach their goal weight. And then when they took them off the diet, it took them 21 days to regain the weight back. So they put them back on the diet again. And this time it took them 30 days to get to that goal weight. And they regained the weight back in 10 days. So... It took them, with the subsequent diet, it took them three times longer to lose the weight, but they gained the weight back in half the time. Now, that sadly is what a lot of people experience. So let's go through some of the reasons. We'll start with the most obvious. The most obvious reason is compliance. So weight loss, success, and failure both comes down to compliance. Um, If you comply, you succeed. If you don't comply, you don't succeed. If the chosen way of losing weight is very restrictive, then it's they're probably going to bunk. You know, whatever you hold on to tightly to, you usually break. Um, and when it's super restricted, then there's not going to be some, it's not sustainable. People aren't going to stay out long term and they're probably going to fail. This is my argument with the ketogenic diet. Not that it doesn't work. It absolutely works. Not that it isn't, isn't a very, very effective uh, weight loss protocol. It absolutely is. But for the majority of people, it's not sustainable. It doesn't fit into their lives. And to make people wrong and say that they're wrong because they don't fit into their lives is is not kind. Now, there are people that I know that have been on it for years. Hey-ho, good for you. The majority of people, including myself, it's not going to work, even if it is the best weight loss protocol on earth. Um. So compliance. The second reason kind of goes hand in hand with that. And it goes with it when they pick um, a weight loss program that just doesn't fit into their lives or it's too time consuming. So if every meal has to be different, I've seen those programs, literally every meal is a different meal. Who has time to do that? If every meal has to be different, if every meal has to be cooked from scratch and it's a whole recipe, if 
um, so it's time consuming. If you have to do meal prep twice a week, and I love meal prep, I do it, but if, if that's the only way I could get through my week, then you, know, you could never eat out, you could never order food. Um, or if it requires um, a crazy amount of hours in the gym or doing cardio, then you know that time constraint is going to be a problem at some point. And especially if you're giving up social activities and um, family events and things like that, then it, it's it's not going to it's not going to serve you long term. Right? It's not going to be sustainable. So they're like the obvious reasons. Uh, picking a plan that you can't stick to long term. But let's get down into the nitty gritty a little bit. So there's an enzyme called uh, LPL, lipoprotein lipase. Lipoprotein lipase, to put it very simply, is um, a gatekeeper. And it, when it is excited, it uh, helps us store fat. It creates us to store more fat. Now, LPL, lipoprotein lipase, is also very much a part of fat patterning and belly fat. And my 21-day signature weight loss program is about to start on February the 11th. I'm recording this today on, what is it? It's um, February the 3rd. So www.21daysignature.com. But we talk a lot about LPL with regards to fat patterning and belly fat. But let's think about with, with regards to weight rebound. So LPL, lipoprotein lipase, is an enzyme that simply put, put, when it is excited, pulls fat into storage. Well, when we have been on a very restricted diet, a very restricted diet, then the body recognizes that. And it recognizes that we're in a point of restriction, not, not many nutrients are coming in. So it excites LPL. So it, it excites, it increases our ability to store fat. It just kind of makes sense. So when we slam our body too hard and for too long, you know, it's not like a excuse me, a week or two of restriction. This is when you, you're doing like a month or two months or plus of restriction. But then this, this enzyme can get really excited and it can increase fat storage. So now this person's hitting a plateau um, or the, the, and or the diet was so restricted that this person's now bonked which it, caught, it created an excitement of LPL, which helped us store fat. But there's there's two things that excite LPL, and one of them is restriction, and one of them is insulin. So you get somebody that's been on a very restricted diet, so they've excited LPL, so they're storing more fat. Then they bonk, go off the diet, don't have a plan B, and then go and eat a bunch of carbs, create an insulin response, and that is like a double whammy that's going to excite uh, LPL and cause fat storage too. And if you come into the program, you'll understand how that can actually change um, change fat patterning and where that fat actually shows up. But LPL, uh, restriction and insulin excite LPL. We want to keep LPL quiet. The next reason are our appetite regulators. So for the, for the sake of this podcast, let's just talk about two of them. And we're going to talk about um, leptin and ghrelin, there are, there are a lot more appetite regulators. And again, quick plug, but I will be covering them in the 21-Day Signature Weight Loss Program. www.21daysignature.com. I'm really just pushing the program because I only run the program twice a year. And, you know, I, I'm not even 100% sure I'll run it again this year. And it's pretty epic. So I don't want anybody who's thinking about it, I don't want them to miss it. So anyway. 
Leptin and ghrelin, two of the appetite regulators, of which there are many, but let's think about this. Leptin, you might have heard about leptin. Um, you know, the thing about leptin is kind of a new kid on the block. When we talk about insulin, we we first discovered insulin like 1926. I think it was 1926. Um, yeah, I think it was about then. Uh, and gosh, you know, by the 1930s, they were using insulin on anorexics to make them gain weight. And, and, it, and it worked. It made them hungry and fat. Um, we then realized we probably shouldn't do that once we learned a little bit more about insulin. But anyway, it's been around for, you know, over, almost 100 years. Whereas leptin, we only discovered leptin in 1994. And we are understanding its um, effect on body composition. But... Gosh, you know, we've just got started with what we know about it. But anyway, so leptin, leptin is when we start losing weight, especially if we lose weight rapidly. So leptin in the fat cell realizes that we're losing weight rapidly. We're losing future fuel. And leptin goes and tells the brain and it says to the brain, hey, brain, uh, we're losing, uh, we're losing, you know, fuel here pretty rapidly. And the brain's brain, the brain says, "I got you. I got this. Got hold my beer." And the brain then reduces expenditure, so it reduces our metabolic rate, reduces the calories that we burn, and increases hunger. So the message from leptin when we were in this highly restricted state is, "We're losing fuel," and the brain says, "Okay, I can make adjustments. I will reduce the rate of fuel consumption." And I will make this host eat more fuel. This was is very, very, very visible in the bodybuilding fitness world. And it is sadly normalized. And I can say that because I was part of the industry for decades. You have never seen anybody eat as much as a post-competition competitor. I mean, they'll go to Cheesecake Family, Cheesecake Factory, sorry, and order three meals and eat them all. It is bizarre how much food a post-competition competitor can eat. And it is normalized and it is celebrated and it's not normal. It is leptin doing its thing. Um, the host is incredibly hungry um, and now this person can't get full. So that is, that is leptin doing its thing. Now, leptin will kick in with a restricted diet. So a restricted diet, um, metabolic rate will, um, like calorie expenditure will actually be decreased and you will be hungrier. So the diet now, you might not quit on it, but it's getting really hard and the results are getting less and less and less. Um, and the other appetite regulator for the, just for this podcast, because there are many, is ghrelin. So ghrelin is the hunger, uh, one of the hunger appetite regulators and ghrelin goes up before a meal. You know, you're hungry, you're hungry before a meal and it goes down afterwards. That, that's how it's meant to work. But when you've been on a restricted diet, uh, ghrelin just stays up. You're just hungry all the time. And, you know, the best intended intention and anything, try overriding that. So you've got leptin and ghrelin going on. Um, your weight loss is slowed dramatically and you're incredibly hungry. So that is leptin and ghrelin, and that's going to cause the person to overeat. Uh, they're always hungry, and the the weight comes, the weight the weight comes back. Uh, the other thing I should about say about ghrelin is that um, if you don't get enough sleep or the best quality sleep, you will you will eat more. 
you'll you'll snack more and you'll eat more if you don't go get get good sleep because of because of well more than one thing but definitely because of ghrelin. Um, what about metabolic rate? Well, um, I measure metabolic rate. I've got a machine. We measure it for years. Um, we don't often measure a low metabolic rate. Everybody thinks they've got a low metabolic rate, and the people that think they've got low metabolic rate, I can only think of two people where it was really like, ooh, that was, that was pretty low. Um, so no, I'm not going with metabolic rate too much, but what is a problem um, is um, muscle loss. So if the weight that you have lost with your diet is muscle, now that is problematic. We are always going to lose muscle with weight loss. I mean, I think it's like 13% of, of fat is actually protein. It is actually amino acids or protein. So we are going to lose muscle with weight loss. That, that's okay. But it's how much. What was 50% of the weight loss muscle? 60%, 70%? I mean, that's a problem because if it's muscle that you've lost, then that is a metabolic tissue. That is metabolic tissue, meaning that tissue does burn calories uh, even at rest. So we don't, we, you know, if we want to lose weight, we, we want to lose the minimal amount of protein. So again, if we're getting these restricted diets and they're low in protein and the, the, the activity is low in strength training, then yes, you're going to lose more muscle. And if you lose more muscle, you've reduced your metabolic rate. And now you go back to eating even normally, but you don't need that many calories anymore because you've reduced your metabolic rate and that weight, and the weight gain goes on. So I have a little bit of a problem with low protein diets. I have a problem with, you know, the 30 day juice thing or whatever it is uh, for many reasons. But one is like, gosh, can we just try and preserve muscle, especially anybody over the age of 35 that you're trying to lose weight? Oh, my gosh, you really, really, really have to make, you know, muscle preservation a priority. So muscle preservation, uh, absolutely. Muscle loss, very, very common. Um, Again, vegetarian, vegan, plant-based, all that stuff. You, you need to, if you're doing that, fantastic, knock yourself out. However, we really, really, really have to up our game on the protein. The body is not going to, you know, weight loss is, it's, it's a science. Weight loss doesn't bend because of, you know, new preferences and biases. It's not, not like, well, okay, I want to be, I want to go 100% plant-based because for whatever reason, and I'm just going to train hard. And I don't think, and I just, you know, I'm not going to lose muscle because I'm so healthy. Yes, you are. 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 It's a science. Yes, you are. Okay. Um, especially if you're in a lot of restriction with a lot of exercise. The science of weight loss doesn't bend because of a bias or a food preference. It doesn't bend because of um, what you perceive you deserve or our needs these days for instant gratification or I should be losing weight faster. Why? You know, this weight loss is an absolute science. And the sad thing is, is it's not coached as a science. It's not coached as a skill. And weight loss is an absolute skill. I always use the analogy that if I gave, if you got yourself a piano and you decided, you know what? I just spent all my money on the piano. I'm not going to get any lessons. Okay, then how good do you think you're going to be at playing the piano? You're going to be pretty terrible. I mean, maybe you can figure something out. Maybe you can play a little tune, but you're not going to be able to replicate it. You're going to be very frustrated. Weight loss is the same thing. And this is why, you know, weight loss generally fails. 
people might buy the program, but they don't get coached. Oh, I've got this great diet. I've got this great, you know, what? And so they buy the piano, but they don't want to buy the coaching that goes with it. Well, you know, weight loss has got a 94% failure rate in the long term, which is terrible, but doesn't worry, worry me one bit. That doesn't happen to my clients because it fails because 94% of people don't know what they're doing. If I would say anyone that bought a piano and didn't get lessons, you know, I'm going to say more than 94% are going to fail. And there was nothing wrong with the piano and there's nothing wrong with their abilities, but they didn't get coached. They didn't learn the skill. That's all it is with weight loss. And that is all it is with regards to um, finding a weight loss program and finding the one that is sustainable. So you're able to lose the weight you want to lose and then you're able to stay on track. You can't like find a way of losing weight and then just go back to normal. You can go back to your regular eating. That's obviously not going to work. Um, so you've got to find a program that end up being sustainable and you're eating in a way that um, you choose to. You're making choices because of uh, informed decisions and you're eating in a certain way that you're happy to do so. Um, anyway, I cover a lot of this and a lot more in my 21-day signature weight loss program. Again, whenever you're listening to this, but it's starting on February the 11th, runs till March 2nd. It is a hybrid coaching program. What I mean by that is there's a lot of pre-recorded content. I want to cover a lot of information. And if I if I do that in live classes, the program would have to be, you know, months long. So I have a lot of pre-recorded content, which is all, you know, anything between 10 and 30 minutes. So it's bite-sized, you know, so people can absorb it at their convenience. Um, uh, but it's not, it's not too crazy long. I'm not keeping them held hostage to a super long recording. So a lot of pre-recorded content. And then there's uh, seven live coaching calls. They're recorded as well. But the coaching calls are to answer questions on the pre-recorded content and to focus on helping people implement that information into their daily lives, answering questions and, you know, supporting them, holding them accountable, but, but really showing them how to implement the information. So that, that's how I coach. So a hybrid coaching program, but because it, it does involve live coaching and because I have six programs, I only get to do my programs twice a year, if that. I mean, last year, a spanner was thrown into my year, year and I only ever did them once. So there's no actual promises that this program actually comes back this year. So if you even think about it, if this has got you curious, please check out my website, theshrinkshop.com. You can message me with any um questions you may have but this program the 21 day signature program is the foundational program for all my other work so all my other programs uh, muscle month tight 28 mastering midlife they they um this is kind of the foundational program uh, that goes before all of them and again with with weight loss it's fascinating i mean i don't know anybody that i've coached in the last 30 years that was bored with this information it is inspiring it is um you know questions that you've had frustrations are suddenly cleared uh with the right information there's a progression to it which is awesome you know it's like you start to join the dots uh pennies drop light bulbs go off epiphanies it's it's a fascinating topic um so anyway 
for the sake of this podcast, I wanted to explain weight rebound and why it is so common. Again, compliance, compliance, compliance. You know, if it's not sustainable and they don't give you a, you know, if you lose weight, you don't have another program to go to, a sustainable program, then it's not going to work. Uh, loss of muscle, big, big, big time, especially especially these days, which is pretty sad, and especially in those over the age of 35. Um, and then the super restricted dieting, guys. So uh, the LPL, lipoprotein lipase, uh, leptin and ghrelin, um, absolutely play a role in that rebound. The body has a huge capacity to adjust. It doesn't just fall in line with whatever we want it to do. If we push the body too hard, there are umpteen regulators that the body just kicks in to find its balance again. For weight loss, it's about finding um, a livable program that uh, you can chip away at this over and over. If you slam the body, it will just slam you back. And that, that's what we see with the dieting cycles and the ups and the downs. And, you know, that that dieting cycle of, you know, weight loss, you know, weight regain and all that, it really does a number on you mentally. I've experienced it. I've been a competitive pro bodybuilder for many years. So, you know, one day of the year, you're one of the best in the world up on stage for the world to see. And you, you know, and then the following month you've gained 30 pounds and, and you don't know how it happened because you didn't, you didn't really go off plan too much. I mean, you, you ate more, but you really didn't go that crazy. And all of a sudden you're 30 pounds heavier. And now you've got the next competition diet. And now you lose weight again, but it's a little bit harder this time. And then you gain the weight back. So, you know, you're one of the best athletes in the world in this visual sport, you know, one of the best athletes in the world, and yet you have no control over your weight. Um, that's how I got into really trying to understand weight loss and just fascinating. But yeah, I understand that. I've lived that, the up, down, up, down. Um, sadly, I was in a sport which celebrated it. So you gain weight in the off season. They, they think it's a deliberate thing and they celebrate it and or excuse it because that's what the sport does. But underneath it all, I didn't want it. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want that weight rebound. Um, so anyway, my little mission is to try and save you some of the frustrations I've been through myself. If you're interested in the 21-day program, don't even hesitate. Please run over to the link. They'll be in the show notes. And if you've got any questions, reach out. But we start really, really soon.